this is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. <laughs> this is Joy and Claire. <laughs> Got a little phlegm. Let me tell you why I have phlegm. Why? It's because I just ate like half a bag of potato chips and like halfway through the bag of potato chips, I was like, you know what this needs? To be dipped in cream cheese. (laughs) No, I've made that mistake so many times before, like when I was eating dairy and I would log on and I'd be like, gosh, dang it. I just had Greek yogurt and I'd be so phlegmy. The entire conversation. So I just ate like a not insignificant amount of cream cheese atop Ruffles. Never, I haven't bought Ruffles potato chips. <laughs> Ruffles have reaches. Ruffles have reaches. I haven't <laughs> bought those potato chips. If you guys have any idea what we're, can, I feel like most of you will know what you commercials really we're should. talking about. Yeah. You guys aren't that young. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are old. You guys are old like us. It's fine. Our au pair's friend came over this weekend. They're both vaccinated. I feel the need to like make a disclaimer about right, everything. Right, right. You have to And she's been everything. in, this is the same friend I've referred to who's been in our bubble this whole time. Mm-hmm. And she brought over this like giant, giant bag of ruffles and she left them here. And so I was just eating some and I was like, this needs to be dipped in some cream cheese. So mm-hmm. I just shoved them in my mouth and I don't regret it at all, except that now I feel just a little phlegmy. Yeah. No regrets. So then I have my LaCroix, which we've also learned from experience, can make me burpy on the pie. So, like, I just didn't... You just ate all the wrong things right before recording. So you don't drink fizzy water or else you burp the whole time. And you don't eat dairy or else you... Don't eat thick dairy because it coats your larynx. The entire... Yes. (laughs) I'm just going to have to do so much editing. (laughs) I don't know. I think you should leave it in for ambiance. You know what? We should. (laughs) I edit so many coughs and sniffles and... Just human noises. What if we just were human our raw, noises? Our raw selves. <laughs> Hashtag you guys don't even no know makeup. how gross it sounds to be four inches away from someone's face for an hour. Yeah, it's gross. Sorry. So um, let's talk real quick about the weather because that's all we have to talk about in quarantine. How was the How was the snow yesterday? We're recording this on a Monday. Colorado just had one of its epic snowstorms. And Saturday, it was really funny because it was supposed to roll in on Saturday. So everyone in Colorado was like, oh, my gosh, where's the snow? Ha ha ha. All the weather forecasters are wrong. And because that's happened before where we've like had storms and they're like, it's going to be huge. And then it's like a flake of snow. So I think we were all prepared for that. And then, of course, Sunday, we were very, very wrong. Well, okay, it was supposed to start snowing early, early, early Saturday morning, and it didn't start snowing until, like, overnight into Sunday. Yeah. So it was a good, delayed by a good 18 hours. And so on Saturday, everyone was like, what the heck? Like, our friend Jess was like, it was a Flopageddon. (laughs) And then on Sunday, she texted and was like, I rescind my Flopageddon concert. (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, we ended up getting a solid couple of feet of snow, which is really common. Like, in Colorado, the big snowstorms come in the front range of Colorado, like in the Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, Colorado Springs. That's not in order. It goes Fort Collins, Boulder, <laughs> Denver, Colorado Springs. I want you guys to know that I know. Make sure that Claire, Claire knows her maps. I do. I've lived here my whole life. I know that Colorado Springs is at the bottom. That is that like sort of from Colorado Springs to Fort Collins is referred to as the front range. And the biggest snowstorms for the front range come in the spring. And the reason for that, I know you guys want to know this, and I know you know that I know it is because what actually where the moisture actually comes from is when it we get these like tropical flows that actually kind of come up and rather than coming over the mountains which we don't tend to get that much moisture from the storms that come from the west because they dump all their moisture in the mountains and by the time they get to us they don't have any left so we get more from the storms that come up to us from the gulf and so when they reach the mountains and they meet the like colder air and you know this varies storm to storm but that's typically why then we'll they'll just like dump all their moisture right on top of us so that's what happened and i actually didn't know all about that and i like to follow that guy that you introduced me to on let's like denver and front range weather yeah on facebook he's amazing well he's on instagram too and instagram yeah 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 he's like a hyper local weather man and he knows his stuff like he he should be on the news why isn't he on the news he's like the weather news He's like, I don't want to be on the news. I can say whatever I want on my Facebook page. <laughs> so true. I know. It's great. Um, so I, okay, so yesterday was like a huge just snow day for us. And we stayed in and we shoveled a lot and we played with the dogs in the yard. 
because they can't really do anything. We can't like we could go for walks, but the snow was so deep that you really like and borderline it was needed so snowshoes. Hard. Like, yeah, you truly by the like we were shoveling, and you if you start at your front door and you work your way down the driveway, by the time you get to the end of the, <laughs> the driveway, you, you have to go back to the front door. Back, yes. Yeah, because the snow just kept coming and it was coming with a vengeance. And so the we saw a couple walking down our street with their dog off leash, which is fine because no one was on the road. Like it wasn't a danger. You could tell the dog was like just staying close to them. And they were just walking with snowshoes. I'm like, that's like the perfect idea right now because you really couldn't walk even in snow boots. It would have been so annoying because you would have to just like lift your leg up and like keep like marching into the snow. So yeah, we spent most of the day like playing with the dogs outside and staying inside and watching TV. And then at one point the satellite went out so we couldn't watch the Grammys live. And I was really sad about that, but I did happen to tune in and watch, or not, not tune in. I went back and watched the replay of Taylor Swift's performance, which was great. So then today I completely binged all of her albums again, and I just cannot say enough. And she won album of the year. Cannot say enough about folklore. I just, she's the best songwriter. She's such a good songwriter. Anyway, so this morning I get up and I'm like checking all my messages at work. I'm like, okay, are we going to go into the office? Like, is the, like, first of all, anyone who works in healthcare, healthcare never closes. And so I don't work in like a hospital, but we work in a healthcare building. And so I'm like, okay, for sure, we're going to be closed today. Like, this is pretty epic. You know, everyone on the news is saying this is, I guess, the fourth worst storm in Colorado's or in Denver's history, I should say. And so I'm like, okay, they're going to close today. Well, we don't close. So I should say we closed for like in-person appointments, but we were all still able to do our virtual appointments. And so uh, as a manager, it's just like, you got to try to go in. Like, I can't just be like, I'm going to just be cushy and like sit at home and... (laughs) Well, see, my manager took the opposite approach. So we, you know, work from home and have been for the last year. But it used to be that our office, if the the school district closed, then they would also close Mm. our office Mm -hmm. because there's so many, well, for a variety of reasons, because I think they're like parents too. Yeah, but primarily because they're like, there's so many parents who work here. Yes. If your kids are home, you know, then we aren't, then like we'll close the office. But, you know, since nobody cares anymore because we've been all home with our kids for a year, they didn't even acknowledge it today. And my boss was like, I'm taking a half day. I don't even care. I was like, you go, dude. I mean, he probably you still go. had to take PTO, but like, he was like, I'm not having this. I want to build a snowman. I, yeah, it's, it was a perfect day to have a snow, fun snow day. But so I started to pull out of the driveway and I'm like, at this point, you know, I've driven in plenty of snow before. I don't love to drive. Do you, are you okay driving in the snow or do you get nervous? I don't get nervous, but I get nervous because I know that other people around me are bad at driving <laughs> in the snow. Yeah. I I don't like driving in the snow when there's other people around, you know, which is like really silly because there's always going to be people like other cars around. So I got out, I, you know, I'm fine driving in the snow, but it's like today I was like, well, it's going to be pretty dicey. So I I get in my car to leave and I pull out and immediately get stuck in the, in the street. Well, and you don't, I mean, does your car have all wheel drive? Probably not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, it does. Yeah. Do you have good snow tires though? Yeah. And it, and it even has like the, the Tesla even has a feature that's like all road something. So like it turns on all these like, you know, fancy features to like mm-hmm. turn into a Jeep. It actually turns into a Jeep. It's a no, transformer actually. <laughs> it's actually a transformer. It and just it becomes a snow cat. Then all of a sudden it flies. Um, But <laughs> yeah, so I was like using all these gears. Well, the snow was just like so fluffy and wet. There was like no yeah. way you're going anywhere. So I'm like, I start laughing because I'm like, well, I'm stuck. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to work. And that was my like immediate reaction. I'm like, well, I'm not going to work like that. Oh, I well. tried. <laughs> So, like, I did my Scott, best. So my neighbors were out shoveling and like Scott comes out. And so all of a sudden they like start pushing me. They're like, if you get to 32nd, you can make it, which is about a quarter of a mile. Yeah. And you were like, I'm good. I'm like, Come no, I'm good. Guys. I can just yeah, stay home. No, it's fine. And then like they were trying so hard. Right. You couldn't. That I was like, OK, I guess I'm going to work. I'm, not, I'm just going to turn around, actually. <laughs> And so like they tried so hard and it was like you could tell like these men were just like inside, you know, cooped up for a day and they're like, we need a job. Like I will, I will shovel you out. I will get you to 32nd Avenue. Right. Like I will help you in distress. And so like, I will help you get to work. And so anyway, I made it to work. It was pretty dicey though. But yeah, the nice thing about storms like this in Colorado, in, especially in the spring, it happens in the winter too. If like any shrink of sunshine just melts things immediately because it's so, uh, the sun is so intense here. So anyway, we are fine for anyone who's worried about us. I know, that's the it. best thing about Colorado as a whole is that anytime it snows, it's melted by the end of the week. And I yeah. and I can't, I feel like I've told this story recently. I don't know if it's on the podcast, but Brandon's family, as you guys know, lives in Madison 
And I remember one time they came to visit in December and they were like, wow, it hasn't snowed at all yet. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, like, well, there's "Mm." no snow on the ground. And I was like, what? It Oh, because oh, in Wisconsin, it's always it snows, there, right? And it just stays there until the spring. Or like Minnesota and people. And it's just like, yeah. I think it's like, it's always there, and which would just, drive me crazy. Right. No, uh-uh, that's not how we operate here in Colorado. No, it's like no. One Colorado. Don't you have friends in your life that like think you constantly live in snow? Probably like you live in Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, I remember one time when I was in seventh, sixth grade, seventh grade, I went on a cruise. <laughs> And which I hated, by the way, because I get so motion sick. But it was like oh. fun at the time we went to Mexico. Anyway, aren't you on like a big enough boat where you don't get motion sickness or do you still feel it? For most people, that's probably. the oh. case. <laughs> I mean, I have been known to get seasick in a hammock. So, you know, most sensible system. Um, and but it was fine. I actually feel like it probably wasn't that bad at the time. Because but anyway, the point of the story is that when I was there, you know, you like hang out in like the little teens club. And I met this all these girls from Texas, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, you're from Colorado. Do you ski to school?" And I was like, "What?" <sighs> and yeah. I, that's when I learned that people believe that in Colorado, you're like, always in the snow. Most yeah. of Colorado is not even in the mountains. No, right? Yeah, especially you know, living where we live in the cities, it melts immediately, and then you would never know that it snowed here. Anyway, all the weather talk. Moving yes. forward, daylight savings. How are the kids? Okay, honestly, though. Hey, parents, how are you doing? Yes, we're not doing well. Check on your friends who have kids with sleep schedules. We are not okay. Honestly, because we had the big snowstorm on like daylight savings transition day, the whole day just felt like a wash. Mm -hmm. So it kind of actually was fine because although last night we were outside shoveling and all of a sudden Brandon was like, oh my gosh, it's 6.15. I was like, oh no. Oh, Because usually like we're well, like we try to do dinner on the table at six, like kids, you know, then that way Evie can be in bed like between seven and 7.30. We didn't even start eating dinner until after seven last night. And one of my friends who has two twins who are the same age as Evie, she texted me. She was like, what time are you doing bedtime? And I was like, girl, we haven't even started dinner. Like do not take parenting tips from me tonight. We are just throwing ourselves to the wolves. I don't even know. It was the whole daylight at 6.30 all of a sudden threw me off, too, because I'm like, I'm usually, like, winding down by now. What is going on? I know. I hate daylight savings time. Like, I I mean, I like the the lighter, later situation, Mm -hmm. but the change just feels unnecessary. And it's like, I was just getting in the groove. Yeah. So, anyway, we're okay. The other big thing is that, like, Evie already has been, her nap has been pushing later and later just because she's getting closer and closer to dropping napping at all, which Mm -hmm. I hesitate to even say out loud because I don't want to jinx it. Don't jinx it. But so now she's been going out of her nap at like one, which is very late. So anyway, it's right. We're hanging in there. It's not as bad as it could have been. But what happened with the um, going out in the snow? That picture. Oh, yes. That picture was so cute. And yeah, and we tried to take the kids. Video so like Miles was like, it's too windy and it's too They're cold. crying hysterically. So I was like, we're out an outdoorsy family. We're going to go out in the snow. And so we went out. We tried to take the kids out probably at like... Just like in the front yard or what? Just in the front yard. We're not yeah. like going on an expedition here, guys. But like you still have to get on all your stuff, right? So of course, we take 30 yeah. minutes just to like get everyone dressed. We walk outside and it was so windy. And the kids, we have goggles for them, but neither of them wanted to wear them. And so they're just getting blasted in the face with snow. <laughs> So immediately they both just start crying. <laughs> then Brandon had gotten these like snow brick things and he was like, we're going to build a fort. And like Brandon was so like, he's like, we're going to build this fort. So they go out. Brandon's holding Evie, who's like smashing her face into his chest and just crying, like, get me out of here. Miles is like so upset because the wind is in his face, but he's acting like he's upset about the bricks. So finally I was like, you know what? We're going back inside. <laughs> This is not worth it. We are going back inside. We get back inside and they're both just crying. crying. And like so cute. Evie just looked like so, so horror sad. struck. And Miles so, yeah. is so cute. It's, like, too, it's too windy. windy. It's too it's cold. cold. <laughs> like, all right, well, we tried. We tried to be that like outdoorsy, any weather family. And it didn't work. And on your video, you were just like, yeah, it's too windy, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know, just, buddy. It's I know, windy buddy. outside. Yeah, I'm just going to validate so that because you're sobbing. Oh, I know. Thing. And like we try oh. so hard to be like, there's no such thing as bad weather. Like, let's get the kids outside. Everybody yeah. does better. And it's true. Like, it could be the crappiest weather outside. And nine times out of ten, everybody does better if we get some fresh air. But that right. did not was not the case yesterday. That was not <laughs> So yesterday. instead, we set up a sledding hill on our downstairs basement stairs where we just like flattened a bunch of cardboard boxes and lined the stairs with them. 
oh, and then Miles so that video. used his sled. Yeah, and then he, when you get to the bottom, he like found out that you can like flip, but yeah. he didn't know. So the way that we found that out was an accident. I was sitting there trying to take a video of him. I had Evie in my lap, and all of a sudden he's just flipping over, coming towards me and Evie. So in that video I posted in our Instagram stories, which. By the time you hear this, it'll be long gone. But if you yeah. saw it, the story behind it is that then at the end of the video, it pans over to Brandon, who for some reason had a cheese head hat on. Like, no idea where, why he was even wearing that. And he has this look at his face like, oh, no. And it was slow motion. It was slow and motion. So like... And here's the thing is that while I was taking that video, I didn't even realize that I had gotten his reaction because at that moment, I was so preoccupied because Miles had just flipped into Evie who was sitting in my lap and Miles was screaming because he landed on like a Hot Wheels car right on his butt cheek. Oh, so it hurt. So it hurt and he landed on something hard but I didn't know that that's all that it was. I was like, oh my God, did he like break his arm or like did he (laughs) land on like a finger or something and then Evie started crying because he was crying. So when I went back to watch the video, I was like, Oh, this is hilarious! Actually, oh my god, it was so funny. Was First like of all, it just pans over to Brandon's face that truly is like whoa. <laughs> and the best and then thing he has was, a cheese head. Why does he have on. a cheese hat on? And and also, he does not make any moves at all. He's sitting there with his hands folded in his lap, and like <laughs> he's just watching every th- oh. all three of us turn into like a mosh pit, and he's just like, oh, whoa. it's so good. That was so But not good. actually moving. Okay, so the okay. other fun thing that has happened since we last spoke is that the CrossFit Open started. Yes. Okay, and you posted that you still get nervous about the Open. Yes. Um, okay, so if you guys have been listening to us since our Girls Gone Wad days, you will remember that, like, there was a year where we were, like, we used to be so into the Open. We used to do, like, open so, prep episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. we were into it. And not that, like, we were competitive, but just, like, that we took it so seriously. We got so excited. And every year, we've yeah. had this, we have this conversation that, like, the Open makes you crazy. Just remember, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And this year, going into it, I didn't even sign up for the Open because I was like, I don't have the bandwidth for that type of stress. And still, even though I'm not even signed up, it still made me crazy because yeah. I still like, you know, try, like I was talking about like, a couple weeks ago, like I'm still trying to get out of the house, try to go to the gym as much as possible. So, of course, I'm still going to end up doing the open workout most of the time. So this week's or the week one workout was wall walks and double unders, which you guys know I love double unders. And but OK, first of all, I forgot my jump rope at home. So luckily, Nicole Christensen, who I love, um, is the owner of Crossroads. Roots. She was in the workout and I was like, Nicole, can I use your extra jump rope? So bless Nicole for letting me use her extra jump rope. But at the beginning, the coach was like, so who here is not signed up for the open? And I raised my hand and she was like, Claire, why are you not signed up for the open? And afterwards, she was like, so really tell me, like, why didn't you sign up for the open? Have you done it before? And I was like, yeah, I just it just makes me stressed out. Like, I just didn't want to. And I mean, she was fine with that. She was like, that's just so interesting that like it affects you that much. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. Like it gets I I think it's just also like the history with it. And totally. You remember that's how you feel. It's important to you. You remember that it was important to you. How did it feel? How was the workout? The workout itself was actually great. I have not done an RX wall walk probably since Miles was born. And I was like, but I, in the open, even though I'm not signed up, they still run the classes. Like you can't, even if you're not signed up, you can't like pick and choose the scales. You have to like do it either as prescribed or as written scaled. So I couldn't have like scaled the wall walks, but still done double unders. Yeah. Because the scale version was single unders, which I freaking hate single unders. Yeah, I do too. I feel like it's not even close to like the same. Well, and I think the reason, because I love double unders, when I have to do single unders, I'm like, this is, I'm I'm so bored. Oh, I had to do that one year too, where I had to scale it. I'm like, can I just do double unders and like scale the rest of it? Yeah. Right. And you just count them as single. Because the rhythm is totally different. It's totally different. And it's just like, I just feel, I don't like them. So I was like, I'm just going to do the double unders and we'll just see how far I get. So I got into the round of 15, which I was really happy with. So I ended up doing like over 20 wall walks, which I was really happy with um, because I hadn't done, like I said, I've been been scaling wall walks for years just because my core hasn't been, doesn't feel good when I get up that close to the wall. It like has been really hard for me to hold tension in my core. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was really focused on. But so it felt good. And I, but it just was like, why am I so nervous? This is so weird. After all these years, I still get nervous going into workout. But I will also say, it was so fun because I felt like that one of the first times I was back in the gym, the CrossFit Roots is huge. Mm, oh my gosh. Their it's facility so is like yeah. over 10,000 square feet. It's this ginormous warehouse. Such a great space. It's an awesome space. And like in non-COVID times, they have like two to three classes running at a time. Mm-hmm. But so in COVID times, what that's meant is that like, they only typically have had one class running at a time, but it can be like a pretty full class. Like you can have 15 or 20 people in that class. Right, because it can be so spaced out. And right. don't they have some rigs outside now? 
Yeah, so they have yeah. two rigs inside and a rig outside. So, like, they've done such an awesome job. They were really good at enforcing masking. I mean, I say it every time. But the reason I bring this up is because there were so many people there. And it was like the music was going. Everyone was excited. They were judging. It really felt like being back in the gym for, like, a Friday Night Lights during for the open. For sure. Where I was like, oh. For sure. And, like, and we I just mean, it was in the middle that. of the day. I missed it so much. And I, even just having that glimpse of it, I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, this was so fun. Yeah, so fun. It really is so fun. And when you do it and you're in that energy yes. and people are watching and cheering you on and it's totally. kind of like this little mini competition i i would have been the same exact way if i so when was the last open because didn't they have like a weird year where they did it like february and then october and then yeah. they did it in february so and the last one was it? in october 2019 <laughs> wow okay because mm-hmm. then they decided to do it in so february then they were again, like we're gonna postpone it. it because yeah. so many gyms were so closed in october and they're like we're gonna move it back to february and they did a bunch of other stuff that i am not familiar with in terms of the they like took away sanctionals and brought back some sort of right. regional thing. I'm butchering this, and I yeah. feel like you guys would count. We're, us we're to know these really things. out of touch with the CrossFit stuff. Call, somebody call Justin LaFranco because yeah, I don't yeah. know what the heck's going on. Justin, call Justin, us. Okay. please let us know. I love Justin. I miss all the CrossFit people. I, I really know. do. Like I miss Where's our Armin? CrossFit friends. Let's get Armin, Where's Armin on, the, on the show? We actually speaking of Clubhouse last week when we talked about Clubhouse, like the only person we talked to on Clubhouse that was online was Armin. So we like set up a we, little like, call with, up Armin. with Armin. It was great. We just happened to talk to Armin on Clubhouse when we when we all signed up and it really made me miss just being at the games around all these amazing people so like I think the history makes me nostalgic like how I you know our whole inspiration for starting this podcast was because of the Wadcast podcast (laughs) and so I have like such a soft spot in my heart for those guys and just like seeing all those people and I think the thing that makes me really nostalgic is thinking about when we went to the open workout in Madison yes I mean that was so so fun (sighs) so much fun like to the point where people used to just call us girls gone wadcast all the time oh yeah <laughs> they're like oh yeah have you heard of girls gone wadcast i was like that's not our name but i accept oh my gosh i know they were so cute so and great. it was really great and we were like standing right there and we got to hang out with margo and nicole yeah, i know it was great the, the, the good yeah. old days. I know. I feel like there has just, we've been chatting about CrossFit more and more lately. And I'm like, you know, maybe we just got to bring that back as a topic. We needed I, a break. We should. We needed some space from CrossFit as a topic, yeah. but I'm ready to talk about it right I'm ready to again, talk about it again. Especially like I've been going back into the gym and I'm feeling so good, insanely good to where I feel like I could probably do some light workouts, nothing crazy. I watch it very closely, but to where I just feel strong and like being in that gym. Um, we and did have people. a request for some more open dance routines like you oh, used to. Wow. So that would oh be a good gosh. way to, you know, really just dip your toe back in, getting your Someone heart rate up. requested that? Wow. Yeah. They were like, bring um, back. Our gym owner would love that. And he's like the cutest. He's the cutest. I know he doesn't listen to this, but he's, he's the cutest and he will gladly do a dance party. Get him on because he has a fan club. He really does. Heart. Heartwise is his name. Okay, so yes, CrossFit is like in our hearts forever, and we should. Oh, probably and just speaking talk of which, it. did you want to talk about that Joe Rogan interview with Matt Fraser? Oh, okay. So I like those are like the last two people I ever thought we would bring up on this podcast, let alone <laughs> together. I can't stand Joe Rogan. He makes me crazy. And like, I feel like when people are like, oh my gosh, I love Joe Rogan. It's my favorite podcast. I'm like, I just learned so much about you in one sentence. In one sentence. What else and is like, something? People, if anybody's listening and your favorite podcast is Joe Rogan and you currently feel like highly offended, I just can't stand him. And But I, feel I also like, wonder why you're listening to our podcast. If you're like, no. No, I'm like, I feel okay. like there's no, 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 no. But he just like, yeah, he. Uh. Yeah. To be, not to be fair, but like my perspective is I do listen to some interviews because he's had some great people on. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know how he got this guest because they are so far from kind of what his vibe is, but I'll listen, I'll pick and choose and listen to some interviews that he's done. He just does like a three hour long show. Who's got time for that? But he makes like $30 million a year of podcasting. And I would like to sign up for that. <laughs> yes. Excuse me. I would like to sign up for $30 million a year. I, I will be highly unlikable for $30 million a year. <laughs> I think I just you know, said 30,000 and I would we also way be... too nice. We just need to start being assholes and then <laughs> I accept. <laughs> That's all it takes. I'm like halfway there. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joy, everyone would be like, yes, Joy is the unlikable one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan podcast. We can just call it now... Joy Rogan. We'd be like from Girls Gone Podcast to Joy Rogan. <laughs> just right there we just yeah. align ourselves closely just, with the male counterparts of our totally, dreams totally and then we just sneak right in and just... i see absolutely no flaws in our plan 
Let's execute immediately. <laughs> okay. And scene. And scene. All right. So you're last, not now listening to the Joy Rogan podcast. Go on. Talking to Matt Fraser. You're now listening to the Joy oh, Rogan. Okay. See, that's, that's why. That's, that's why what... I can't stand it. <laughs> Any I can't even podcast, get through though. the introduction. I'm like, I feel like Any... I'm in an infomercial. <laughs> Super, super, super. Yeah, it's just like, it's very broy. I think that's the, and you know, we got so much crap for saying broy all those years ago, but I'm going to say it. Okay. Did we? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. You anyway. Remember from the, the like retreat we went on and we like said broy a lot? I, maybe you don't remember that. No. Oh, Apparently that did not register for me as a, a um, controversy. Okay, okay, go on. So Joe Rogan had on Matt Fraser. Fraser? Fraser. They talked a lot about CrossFit. They talked a lot. I, okay, I listened to the, like half of it because I just didn't have three hours. But the thing that kind of stuck out for me, which I kind of laughed at was Matt Frazier didn't know a lot about like the sport of CrossFit before he started. So he was kind of like, maybe many people know this about him. I didn't, but he was going to a CrossFit gym just to use the weights, barbells, and he was mostly into weightlifting. And so he was not interested in doing the workouts and like all of his weightlifting friends were making fun of him when they like saw him on ESPN. He's like, I didn't tell any of my friends that I was doing CrossFit until they like saw me on TV. The other thing that he said was like, Joe Rogan would ask him questions about like, oh, you know, how much does it cost to like run a CrossFit gym or how much do they have to pay per year? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you not know these things? But like, he didn't know much about the sport itself and be- even the history of it, which of course, like you and I being geeks about it for all those years, I'm like, oh my gosh, he just kind of walked in, won all of these, you know, the CrossFit games for years and totally. years. And he could barely be like, yeah, I think they used to drug test. I don't know. And just kind of was like in his own world, which, you know, that's fine. He won a ton. But he also kind of talked a little bit about like you know, how CrossFit doesn't, it, it's not a lucrative like business if you want to like be in it for the money where you make more money is with the sponsorships. So I thought that was interesting. But if you want to kind of just see the the nuts and bolts of the, of the interview and not go through the whole three hours, the Morning Chalk Up put up an article that I'll link here in the show notes just about like the four takeaways. And he talked about, I guess there was like some beef with Dave Castro that I didn't get to that point in the show yet, but he talked about something with like Dave Castro not liking him when asked why Fraser said, everyone just jumps when he says jump and I wasn't that guy. So I was interested like, and so I guess Dave posted something on his Instagram and there's like a little bit of drama there. I personally don't know all the details, but it's just like kind of funny because, you know, Matt Fraser is now saying yeah. he's retiring. He's retiring. Okay. He's like great. not- Good for him. So great. You made, all, you know, we you probably made tons of money. You right. won the games five years in a row. Exactly. I hope you were smart about that. And like, you can probably live off that for a while. I feel like, you know, we've always talked about Dave Castro just being like, it seems like he really thrives on just starting stuff a little bit. You know, that like he is always like, well, I just need to be the guy that people don't like. And so for both him, right, he wants to be the villain, not wants to be, but sees himself as the villain and, you know, whatever. I will say as a vote in Dave Castro's favor and to bring this back around to the open, my favorite thing is his completely random open Instagram. Pictures. Yeah, we, you, you did one last week. Right before we ended the show, I think. Uh, yeah, like, he he put one on. Again. He did one. It was like a dead wolf right. skull or something, right. right? I just love it so much. But I feel like, you know, we've often talked about like on Girls Gone, we'd be like, what's like Dave Castro's vibe? Like, we just can't get a read oh, on him. Like, is can't he... can't get a read. I would love to really get a good read. Not in an interview right. because no. he's not, you know, right. But like, right. Like, what kind of a guy is he really? Like, does he, is he doing this on purpose? Is he just like kind of standoffish? Is he actually kind of like a D-bag? Like, what's going on in the head? And we just, you know, I feel like he's one of the, like an enigma where even though he yeah. has like a pretty public persona persona like it doesn't feel like it's his real personality so right right whereas i also think it's really interesting just from the matt fraser 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 Fraser. perspective that like you can be at the top of a sport for that long and still have really no idea what like like he, he just didn't care it wasn't relevant to him like the business of the sport like the business right. of crossfit which right. is fine like i bet there's a lot of professional athletes out there who don't know how you know their team is making money you know like sure they want to be able to tell you like oh we bring in xyz revenue from these different places and like this is how <laughs> right. games are scheduled and here's how ads are bought and blah 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 right. but i just find that really interesting i think it's because i i think it's unusual in crossfit because so many high-level crossfit athletes also own gyms yes also you know like because you have to in most cases right but that just wasn't the case you're like working out all the time <laughs> 24-7. Yeah, it's interesting because I think I just wrongly assumed that he was just like this super 
crossfitter that had the goal of going to the games and it was kind of like a fluke and i think that he just worked re- i mean he's just a very fit dude that happened to be like oh i'm really good at this kind of like rich froning that same thing where he just started showing up to competitions and killing and it winning right and, and winning like- and matt yeah he talked about how he just started doing it to pay to like get some right to like support himself through college but not even that he's like i would get like a thousand dollars a year in free protein and i was excited about that totally that's how i feel about this podcast <laughs> there was it's not wrong there was also an interview no it wasn't it was in like one of the fittest on earth documentaries where i remember them making a comment of like oh you know fraser's got this in the bag he's so short like that's why he's doing he's like killing it on set just and he i remember them like cutting to fraser and him being like why do they keep saying that he's so short why can't they say maybe it's because i was training as an olympic lifting athlete for 10 years it's never oh he has this amazing background in olympic lifting it's always he's so short He's so short. He, that's that's the reason why. Right. Yeah. I saw that was funny. Here's a note from the Morning Chalk, Chalk Up article. It says, Fraser was discussing what motivates him and how certain people were calling his game's performance flukes, which led to a response from Rogan of how can anybody say it's a fluke to win the CrossFit Games? Which I agree. It's definitely not a fluke. And so I guess he discussed the infamous he's slipping comment about Fraser by CrossFit general manager of sport Dave Castro prior to the 2020 games. So, I mean, there was something like mentioned there. And then Dave, I guess, responded to that, which is funny to me because it's like, why don't they just like talk? I mean, if why can't Dave Castro just call Matt and be like, hey, dude, you said something wrong. Like, this is incorrect. But clearly they don't it's have not that how relationship. Works. So he said, uh, Matt. Frazier said that I published an article about him slipping. An article is timeless. It's a thoughtful record of a position. An article suggests an official statement. Problem is that never happened. I never put out an article. I made a quick verbal opinion comment on an IG live discussion with fans. I don't have a problem with Matt or anyone talking negatively about me. I have a problem with blatant lies as millions of people are watching Joe Rogan. Details matter. Facts matter. The truth matters. But to me, I'm like, I don't think it was like a super significant part of the of the podcast i don't know how can it be it was three hours long so in some way maybe that got to matt because he's like the guy said it was slipping i mean i must have like it would get to you if you were under his skin if you're super competitive yeah i I need to listen to the rest of the episode to really get the context i know i feel like last week you like hadn't seen you hadn't listened to the whole megan and harry episode which i have updates and details on that yes but let's talk let's talk about that so part two so the second part was I the thing I I walked away with is I feel that it was good that they kind of like got to be in the public to say what they needed to say. But I think rightfully so it was very guarded and very I don't want to say calculated because I don't think that's like a very positive word scripted without being scripted scripted without being scripted. But I but I get why it would have to be but I yeah exactly like I get why it would have to be. So I think what I was looking not looking for but expecting was something a little more like just like chit chatty and kind of like I didn't expect it to be super relaxed because it's a very serious topic. But it seemed like very, everyone was like very guarded. So then I think I kind of like made these assumptions that I'm like, oh my gosh, like they have been through so much and what's going to happen to them? And how are they going to live their life the rest without like being close to the royals? What is he going to do without his family? But the reason why they're probably so guarded is because of what they've been through. And they can't just go out and have this like tell all story. And I think that's, I don't think that we as the public like deserve or even like we don't, we don't have a right to people's information. But I think what they wanted to do was truly be like hey kind of like how Di- they're kind of comparing it to diana's interview when she you know was kind of like dismissed from the, being a part of the royal family and how she's like this is how it is on the inside so it's like nothing's really changed apparently from people who are married into the royal family but i think what made me sad and also like oh my gosh i just hope that i hope that everyone has some type of like their happy ending here is how guarded megan seemed even talking to Oprah um, and how scripted it felt, which also made me sad because I'm like, she's still kind of trying to figure out how she can talk about this life. And she's married to a man who's like, this is his family. So in the end, it was just like, it just made me sad. It made me yeah. very sad. I think that it's, I, like, I get why it would still need to be, I didn't watch it. I get why it would still need to be so scripted. I think that that probably was a smart thing to do to not just go into it being like, I don't For know, let's sure. just see what Oprah's going to ask. Like, we'll totally. go off the cuff. <laughs> Right. Because, like, there really are some big... I mean, I can only imagine not only retributions, like, from the family, but, like, safety retributions from people who are just crazy. And 
you know, anytime that you speak out against anybody in this world, let alone a family like the Royal British, you know, the British Royal family, like I just can't mm-hmm. imagine how scary that would feel. So very scary. So that's the part two of that. I, I, I'll i say it again. I don't take a huge, I wouldn't say interest, but I don't like to be super voyeur as much as I love celebrities. I don't read gossip magazines, you know, like I don't like to read that trashy stuff. And this is by no means trashy, but I don't follow Megan and Harry. I watched the interview because I was like, it's Oprah. She's going to have like a very interesting and respectful conversation. And it almost feels different when it's like, okay, this is really like a serious issue going on in someone's life. It's not like, oh, him, Kardashian flew to, you know, Mexico with her family. Like, this feels more serious. It feels like a bigger deal as something versus like, oh, you know, this like rich, some rich celebrity family gossip. Yeah. And I think it's just that I look at celebrities as and as much as I'm like, I love celebrity culture. I love it. It's not, you know, us to consume that for... I do it because I'm like, I love movies. I love Hollywood. I love, like, the glitz and glam of all of that. But it just makes me, like very aware of like how we even treat celebrities, how we treat, you know, the whole Britney Spears documentary talks about that, of how we build these women up just to tear them down. And I saw that a lot with Mm Megan, where it's Meghan Markle, okay, then they have all these like horribly racist things in the tabloids, they're just tearing her apart. And that's kind of what I think about is the Britney Spears thing too, where they just build them up to tear them down. I think it made me even more aware of how we treat or think about females in media and how much we just are so quick to throw our judgments and perceptions and criticism and judgments on them. Because I think there's like some parts of it where I was watching her talk and I'm like, what is she? Is, she, is this calculated? Is Like I was very much aware of how guarded she was. And I'm like, yeah, but maybe she needs to be. I'm still going to love watching reality shows, but that's like, I they're know. putting that I mean, out there for reality. Right. They know <laughs> they're doing that on purpose. They're- yeah, exactly. Um, speaking mm. of reality shows, let me just put a quick shout out love for this new reality show that I started called Marriage or Mortgage. I can't. Okay. So is the premise exactly what it sounds like? Exactly what it sounds like. So they have, it's in based in Nashville mm-hmm. and they have a real estate agent and a wedding planner that are working together who, by the way, are so cute. They're both super, super cute and likable. So it's like fun to watch them. To be honest, I am at a point where, so I watched the first episode. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really cute. The couples are really cute. Scott's like, these guys are really cute. Um, So it's like fun, likable people that you're watching. But really the premise is like the wedding planner takes them through their dream wedding and she shows them places where they can get married. And they pretty much like plan a wedding together. And then the real estate agent goes and gets an idea of what their dream house is and then takes them to three, four houses that fall under their budget and their desires and so on and so forth. So at the end, they decide, are they going to put their money towards the wedding or they're going to go with buying a house? And so at the end, I'm like really, you're going to put all this money in a wedding and you're not going to buy a house? Do you any have of the them choice? do the wedding? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I for sure. I wish that somebody like would have done that for me when I was 24 or whatever getting married because like it didn't even cross my mind like, hey, Claire, maybe spend this on some... Although, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? What life would have looked like. But like if somebody would have been like, hey, I'm going to just take you to a few houses that you could buy with this money instead, just like give you a little reality check. I think I would have been like, great, I will be going to the courthouse and I will be maybe like taking some of my friends out for drinks and then I will be buying this house thank you yeah exactly yeah so the funny thing that I notice as I'm watching this is I love watching them go through houses I love watching that part because I'm like so I'm like maybe I just need to watch a show where they're like, like looking house at houses or something. yeah <laughs> yeah like <Totally>. house hunters <laughs> or like million dollar beach house I'm like can I just have you know people love to like just flip through Zillow and look at houses didn't you I'm love like, that like selling sunset one too oh my gosh I love selling sunset oh and I spend out so the- much time on Zillow like I just like browse do all you really Really? Oh, every day. Oh my gosh, what you looking for, Claire? I mean, <laughs> so many things. So many things that could only occur in my dream house. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I'm not like, I think it's a, like we would move to a bigger house. So I'm kind of always just like, oh, I'm just kind of like keeping an eye out. I tell myself. Yeah. I mean, I do that too. I do well, that Well, and it's too. not like, I mean, you know, in this world, you can't like impulse buy a house. And also, if you're not like currently pre-approved for a loan, you can't be serious. You know, by the time you see a house that you like, it's off the market. Yeah. So marriage or mortgage, I'm not saying to like, run out and watch it. But it really is good kind of like eye candy for houses and also wedding ideas. Maybe you're getting married and you just want wedding ideas. I mean, a lot of people are at both those stages at the same time. So they have a huge target demographic. Exactly. The funny, oh my gosh, there's one couple 
And I think someone DM'd us about this when we posted it. One couple picked wedding and then COVID hit. Because <laughs> they filmed this like back in, I think it was like totally. February. And and then everything had to be changed. And so they did put all their money in a wedding that really had to be downsized, which whatever, it's fine. They got married. But I think about how Scott and I got married in August, in September of 2008. We moved in, into this house in August in 2008. I will never forget. Oh, it was like a trifecta. And they always say this in like three huge life things happen at the same time. It's like really check your mental health. We moved in August. We got married. My aunt passed away from cancer in September. And then we got married 20 days later, like moved, death, marriage, all in three months. I just, or two months. That was like a huge, huge two months for us. But I just think of like how we moved, we bought a house and we got married, but we didn't, we planned the wedding before we bought the house type of thing. So I'm like, I don't really remember us being like super worried because we were kind of combining incomes. Right. And we had like like that already planned out. And also, but I, are you talking about like a we giant have- stock market crash in 2008? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yep, that, <laughs> that, that happened. Like right Huge. like the week after you got married. Okay, so that's a good good show to watch if you want to just like zone out. I, You know, lately I've been like really needing shows too where I don't have to think too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do that with podcasts yeah. sometimes where I'm like, I can't listen to something that I like really need to be engaged. All right, um, let's do some quick follow-up questions from people who left some comments on past posts. What are your garden plans for 2021, oh, Claire? Oh, great. Thank you for asking. Okay, so as a lot of you know, when we moved into this house, we live in a corner lot, and we took all of the sod out of, like, the front corner of our yard. So we have about, like, a, I don't know, it's big, a big patch of dirt that we've been used just doing with, like, mounded garden beds. So this year, our plan, which we haven't really started moving on yet, which we really need to do because it's mid-March, is to put in raised beds instead of just mounded beds. Oh, yeah. Which a raised bed is, like, actually, you know, has walls, is, like, a structure versus just a big pile of dirt. And the reason for that is just weed mitigation. And so we want to do that. Then we're just, I think we're going to do mostly vegetables. When we originally started the garden, it was completely flowers for the first two years. Last year, we did a mix of flowers and vegetables. And this year, we'll probably do mostly vegetables with, like, some flowers and it's so fun to do the flowers because we do a ton of zinnias which are like so good for pollinators and they they're really easy to grow if you're looking for like a really colorful really easy to grow super pollinator friendly flower pick zinnias they're just so brightly colored and there are a lot of them are a variety called cut and come again which means like you can you know you exactly what it sounds like you can cut them and then it'll (laughs) branch and like grow back more versus like you know, a tulip or something, which like once you cut it, it's just done. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, my poor tulips. I know. <laughs> this is this is okay though. The tulips love this type of weather. Mm-hmm. They're going to bounce back. They are. Yeah. They weren't blooming, so maybe they're still going to Yeah, no, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. And then we'll probably also do some big sunflowers. We do a combo of branching sunflowers, which again is exactly what it sounds like, versus like your kind of traditional like single sunflower where it's just like one stalk, one, pl- one big head. Mm-hmm. The other type are called branching sunflowers. Sometimes they call them like prairie sunflowers where Those it's are pretty. Like, they're yeah. beautiful and so we do mm-hmm. a combination the single like w- you know one tall sunflower you tend to get more sunflower seeds obviously because they tend to be bigger right and like we'll get birds and squirrels into n- december who are still eating those sunflower seeds <sighs> So it's really fun. We love having like, you know, not everybody wants to invite squirrels into their garden, but we love it. (laughs) And also, this is a fun fact, which we inadvertently found out. We also have like pumpkins, squash, strawberries, blackberries, tomatoes. I mean, mostly like the pumpkins and squash are what we worry about with the squirrels. And the sunflower seeds keep the squirrels and the birds away from our other food because they'd rather have the sunflower seeds. Fun fact. If you're you're, like looking for some natural pest mitigation in your garden, just do like a big row of sunflowers and they will eat that instead. That's really good to know. No, I love how the big sunflowers, like all of a sudden their head tilts and then they drop the seeds. Yeah, right. I know. I that's so cool. That's so fun. Flowers so, are yeah. so cool. <laughs> we'll still do that. Um, I think this year the thing I'm most excited for is growing things like onions and potatoes that we can store and use next winter. It just feels so fun to like be like cutting up a potato in February and being like, this, I grew this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like for a sure. pioneer basically. <sighs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. I have a friend at work who gives me eggs and oh, yeah. her chickens. I would love like, to have chickens. <sighs> That's the coolest thing. Every time I'm like, thank you. I know, Martha. Yeah, right. We would love to have chickens. Our backyard just like isn't quite big enough for it. We technically could like per the city, but we just wouldn't have a very good spot to keep them. But one day I would really love to have chickens. And we used to live in a house on a property that had chickens and it was so fun. Eat some eggs right there. Yeah, eat some eggs. Doesn't get any more local. Okay, really quick one to I want to back up about television really quick because someone asked about talking about Bridgerton and I have watched 
slash fell asleep to one episode, and I can't <laughs> get into it still. I haven't even tried, which will shock yeah. none of you. So I think I'll probably, here's what's going to happen. This is typical for me. I'll get into it next year. Like, it'll just be right. the right time and place for me, and I'll watch it. I'll be like, this is a great Are show. I can't like, believe I didn't watch it. Get, yeah. like, get like a sinus whatever this yeah. summer and end up watching the whole thing or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So not into it yet, but not, I'm not saying it'll never happen, but I'm not into the Bridgerton fanfare just yet. Uh, the guy that was on SNL who hosted, it's pretty hot, though, so... <laughs> I know. I mean, that's the thing. Is it's like soft porn, right? On totally. It's like all hot people. Just why not? Why not? Okay, let's address this one too because I just want to. I want to address and move. Is how do you move on from politics 2020? My answer is you don't move on because that really sucked. What I've noticed is I'm waking up being like, wow, I'm so glad that I don't have to be terrified every day of the or actually angry. I'm so angry, very angry. So I think what I'm doing now is trying to not be angry or notice that if I'm like, because I'll see posts of, you know, people are still holding on to Trump 2020 and that will put me into a rage. But um, this probably slides nicely into just going off social media. And what I'm doing is if I see stupid stuff or, you know, things that I'm like, this is just ignorant, I'll move on instead of letting myself get angry. Because I think I did a lot of that with the politics of 2020 and or, you know, even four years with Trump in office is I had so much anger about the hate that he fostered while he was in office. And so I think right now it's like, well, me being angry does nothing. So what I'm going to try to do is focus on the people that I think are doing good work and follow people who are trying to make the world a better place and be compassionate, thoughtful leaders who have a plan. Scott and I watched his address last week. Scott was like, that was amazing. He's really doing a good job. His speechwriters are awesome. And he had symbols of unity, like even the hallway that he walked down was lined with all the flags from all 50 states. And it's like, that is what we need. Little things like that that are making a huge difference. And his press secretary, Jennifer Sakai, I can't remember how to say your last name, sorry, is phenomenal. If you have not seen her speak or do a, a press conference, please just watch her because you will fall in love. I'm in love just with her. Just like press conferences are back. Oh. Press conferences are back. Normal things yeah. that we took for granted. So I'm watching politics and not being angry. That's my Yeah, goal. and I also think that like not to me, you know, moving on, if you have something to move on from, that probably means that that thing just, you just need to address it head on at this point. And, you know, there's not a lot of, how do I say this? Like, I don't think we typically think of politics as something that we need to like heal from. But I do think a lot of us kind of have to give some time to have boundaries around it to you know kind of treat it like getting out of an abusive relationship or you know maybe maybe abusive is too strong of a word but getting out of a dysfunctional relationship like what would you need to kind of move forward after that and give yourself some of those same kinds same kinds of things you know like for me I am not that engaged with politics right now I mean I'm engaged locally and I'm engaged with like the, the again the causes that are important to me around environmentalism and around anti-racism but I'm not really paying that much attention in into like day-to-day policies and day-to-day news around other types of things. Like I've kind of picked like these are the things I am going to engage with, but I don't have the emotional space and capacity to just like be aware of all the things all the time. And sure, every single thing is related, of course, but that's just kind of how I've had to draw some boundaries. And like eventually over time, I will start following those press you know, right. press conferences again and start reading the news again. But like it was just so stressful for me for so long right. that I don't, I just don't do it. So the thing that I want to be aware of, too, is that I'm not getting passive as a white person because we had such a racist a-hole in the office that we were, like, trying so hard to be like, this is not okay. We were, you know, donating and and reading and consuming all the information to try to be helpful. And I found myself being like, oh, now that we have a quote unquote, you know, normal person in the White House, I've found myself being more passive, which I don't think is going to help people of color. Um, and so that's something that I'm trying to be like, inform yourself, of course, but like be helpful. Yeah. And, and don't and just sit back and be like, oh, now we're okay because no, we're not okay. We're not okay. Right. And that's what I mean about like, you know, I'm staying engaged in the biggest things that for me. And, you know, we've also talked about this like, not every single person can be engaged in every single topic. There is important work and anti racist work to be done in every topic across every single thing. So find yep. a thing that resonates with you that doesn't feel stressful, that feels like energizing to actually participate in. And, you know, really dig into that. And that can really help too. Yep, absolutely. Um, Last quick question is, do you use affirmations? (laughs) I want to say you do. You do not. I mean, not like I'm good. 
I'm great. I feel I'm good. Wonderful. I feel great. I feel, I feel wonderful. I'm rubbing my temples. Like, what about Bob? I think of, um, what is it, Stuart Smalley on SNL? What? What is he? The, Stuart Smalley on SNL? That he said. No, that's from What About Bob? I know, but I, that's from What About Bob. The other one from SNL where he's like, gosh darn it, people like me. I can't remember <laughs> the first part of it. You guys are all yelling it, but it's like. I know. Okay. Um, my brain. I don't use them like daily for everything. I have certain phrases that like, like in workouts, I'll, you know, kind of use like the I can do hard things or like, which I would like to point out i have been saying i can do hard things before glenn and doyle made it cool but i appreciate that she made it cool yeah she did make it cool yeah i can do hard things i also feel like i'm trying to think of any other ones i don't really feel like i have like any one thing that i always turn back to yeah 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 okay so Stuart smalley affirmation he he was just okay so it was um played by so those of you who do not who do not know was played by al franken who before he was in politics was on SNL, but he would be, he would look in the mirror, <laughs> look in the mirror and be like, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. Doggone it. People like me. So that was the, um, <laughs> he was kind of like this like funny character that was very about affirmations, but I don't have an affirmation. I try to just, I try to take um, inspiration from the day. So like, this is silly, but if my Peloton instructors are like saying something and they're like they say something positive i'm like i'm gonna think of that today or if i see something you know i don't know out in the world that was like made me happy like i saw sometimes i see butterflies flying around while i'm on my walk i'm like oh and i take inspiration from that just trying to be present and take one day at a time i always try to think of that yeah i think it kind of depends on the mood i'm in because if i'm in a crappy mood then you just have to ride the wave totally All right, guys. Well, thank you for hanging in there with us for another week. We are actually going to have some guests coming up here in the next (gasps) several weeks, TBD. But so you'll get a a short, not break, but, you know, an addition of some new voices um, here in the next couple months for a couple of episodes, which we're excited about. Like we talked about, it's just been so hard to get guests during COVID because people are so sick of being on Skype or on Zoom or whatever by the end of the day that it's been a lot to try to get people to schedule. So, you know, that's why you've gotten pretty much nothing but Joy and Claire for the last year, but we're going to start mixing it back up again, which we're very excited about. Whether you like it or not. So feel free to recommend a guest to us. Again, like it's always helpful if you have a connection to that person. If there's also somebody who you just like think is great, we always love getting those suggestions. It's hard for us a lot of times to do anything about them because we don't have like a publicist, but you never know. So shoot us an email. This is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You're welcome to follow us on facebook we don't really do anything over there so i'm probably just gonna welcome to get that going someone wants to run our facebook page get that going (laughs) feel free to just email us any of your thoughts any of your questions we love to hear from you and we normally get back to you within a couple of weeks at least and again if you've ever sent us an email that you feel like you were really hoping for a response for and you didn't get one please feel free to just send it again nudge that email right back into our inbox Mm -hmm. all right guys well have a great week and we will talk to you next week bye bye